welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. I want to talk to you guys today about balancing your blood sugar and insulin resistance because, right, if you are struggling with sugar cravings, if you are struggling with chronic fatigue, if you're struggling with stubborn weight loss, you need to take a look at your blood sugar. Now, this is something I ended up sending a newsletter out last week, really diving into things. Um, And I did make some posts about it on Instagram, and I think I shared it in here as well as the Facebook community. But I wanted to dive into it a little bit more. So today I wanted to dive into how we can really kind of support our body with blood sugar. Now, one of the first things, first things that we do whenever we're working with a client is that we really help them optimize their nutrition in order to balance their blood sugar better. And there is so much that we can do with how we structure our macronutrients throughout the day to really support, right, our adrenals, our cortisol, and our blood sugar levels. And this is where a lot of times women will go on a weight loss journey right? And we're told eat in a calorie deficit. And so they plug things into MyFitnessPal and maybe they also have that higher understanding about different macronutrients and proper breakdowns and ratios and all of that stuff. But right, there's also this other level where of how we kind of structure things can influence how we actually feel. Now, obviously, right, it's really person by person dependent, because everybody's different, right? So if you don't struggle with blood sugar regulation issues, or you don't struggle with any hormonal imbalances, then it might not be a big issue for you. But that being said, right, if you are struggling with sugar cravings, if you are struggling with low energy, and you are struggling to lose the weight, even if you are feeling like you're eating at a calorie deficit or right? The other caveat of that is that you're struggling to eat in the calorie deficit. Then this is where we really want to kind of dive into how can we actually better work with the body and optimize our nutrition to help ourselves feel better, right? Because sometimes, right, we can be trying to eat in a calorie deficit, but if we're battling cravings, if we're exhausted, right, or we're really having to push our body to an extreme in order to get our body to budge, this is where there's often some sort of area that your body's kind of needing some support. And this is the difference between calories and macros, right? And just focusing on that, which is great and really important. But as I mentioned, there's this whole other layer of how we can really structure our day, optimize our nutrition to optimize how we actually feel, right? Eating a certain type of macro breakdown or eating in a calorie deficit, right? And so when we talk about insulin, right? A lot of times people will only think about insulin in regards to diabetes, whether it be type one or type two, right? Obviously very different, but that being said, right? Our insulin is still going to be a hormone that everybody is going to be having to kind of deal with, right? And so when it comes to regulating our blood sugar, 
our body has this process of if our blood glucose levels rise, then that is where insulin increases. Insulin is a hormone that is going to help us maintain a healthy balance of blood glucose levels because we don't want anything to get too low or too high. Our body loves homeostasis. Um, And so again, we have different hormones that help with the regulation and the balance of so many different things in our body. And so insulin is one of those hormones that is going to help bring blood glucose levels down. And what it does is it really kind of signals the cells to uptake, right? That glucose, which is energy into the cells. And so if we have issues where maybe, for example, right, we're having either a lot of really high carbohydrate foods or, right, we are kind of eating the wrong kind of heart carbohydrates or too much at once and it's this massive spike um, that can be really kind of like sometimes overwhelming on certain people's bodies um, or if we're also dealing with a lot of stress because a lot of people don't realize like one of cortisol's primary functions is to increase our glucose levels. So if our cortisol is elevated, our blood glucose levels rise too, because we're putting in our body in kind of that like fight or flight state. And so again, right, we are really kind of getting our body to have this available glucose to be able to use as energy, to be able to fight or flight, right? To put it in very, very simple terms. And so again, paying attention to our stress, paying attention to our carbohydrates, the amount of carbohydrates we have in a day, the sources and so forth um, can really support healthy insulin levels and what we want, uh, how we want our body to kind of function. And you may have heard of insulin sensitivity, right? So this is kind of how our body is like sensitive to insulin. So for example, right, when insulin levels rise, we want our cells to be sensitive. We want our cells to be like, oh, there's insulin. And so now I'm going to uptake that glucose, right? We want them to be responsive to that increase in insulin. But if we have these blood sugar regulation issues, either through having chronically elevated blood glucose levels or body, but being under chronic stress or just things kind of like not being that optimal. This is where we use a term called insulin resistance. So what this means is that your cells now aren't as responsive to that increase in insulin. Of course, I want to try to make this in as simple terms as possible so you guys can really kind of understand what the heck this means, right? Because we hear insulin resistance can be a very common hormonal imbalance. And again, it can really affect our ability to drop body fat. And of course, sugar cravings and energy levels is what we were talking about. And so when our cells become insulin resistant, this is where it's like, we end up not uptaking that glucose as efficiently, right? So we're not going to get that energy into the cells. And so this is where sometimes, right, the reason why we will often have a lot of sugar cravings is because your body, your cells and your body are signaling like your mind and being like, Hey, like I need, I need glucose. I need energy. And it's not actually being responsive on when, right. Those, that, that insulin kind of shows up. And so This is where, right, if we have certain symptoms through the body, right, and this is where a lot of people are like, okay, well, I'm struggling with these things. Like, what do I do about it? This is the really, really cool part, guys, about nutrition and about our habits and about our lifestyle, because there are a lot of things that we can do to really support and optimize how our body is functioning, right? How our body is responding and utilizing food. And so getting super intentional about certain 
different factors in our day-to-day can make a world of difference so you can really improve how you're actually feeling day-to-day and your quality of life, right? And so even if you have a weight loss goal or a fat loss goal, right, there are a lot of things that you can do to, again, work with the body a little bit more, really optimize these natural functions and help guide your body to get the results that you want. And so with that, one of the things, especially if you are dealing with low energy, struggling with consistency because you're constantly having these sugar cravings and these carb cravings. And also you're finding that your body is having a really hard time dropping body fat is to focus on improving your insulin sensitivity. So ways that we can do this, right, is to really optimize our nutrition. So as I said, if we kind of reduce stress off the body and we really kind of balance out our meals and our snacks and we really pay attention to our carbohydrates, the sources, the amounts, like how we're structuring them through the day, this can again bring the body back in balance so that it can begin properly regulating things. Because if we are having these massive meals, right, and we're just spiking our blood glucose levels and we're spiking our insulin, and then of course, like your body's just gonna be in a more stressed out state in a sense. And so again, optimizing your nutrition, super, super important. Other things that you can do too, right, is how we really kind of reduce stress off our body. And so again, sleep is such an impactful thing that we can really make a priority in our day to day. And again, you do it every day, you do it every night, right? If you're doing that constantly, you're not sleeping properly, or you're going to bed at random hours, or you're staying up late, or you're having a big carbohydrate meal right before you go to bed, which is like affecting your quality of sleep and spiking your blood sugar and stuff. This is where, again, we're just stacking things not in our favor. And we want to do the opposite. We want to stack habits and different factors in our favor to help us get to our goals. And so one of the first things that you can do to really improve your insulin sensitivity is to make sure you're getting enough sleep This is really going to help your cortisol levels. This is really going to help even with how you're feeling day to day. And it's also really going to help, right, with your insulin sensitivity too. So making sure you're getting enough sleep and good quality sleep too. And again, not going to dive too, too much into this because I've done several podcast episodes, had several live streams, several conversations about specific tips. So you can always look back if you want me to send you the specific links, just drop them in the, drop that in the comments and I can do that as well. Now, another really important part, right, to really pay attention to is your exercise. Now, moving your body, exercising, right, in a way that's not going to be too stressful on your body, but also is still going to help support, right, reducing glucose levels, supporting our insulin and optimizing our insulin sensitivity is really going to be important. So regularly exercising, I personally, you would like two of my favorite exercises and stuff. And again, walking is so underrated and it's one of the best things that we can do just every single day, right? It's easy to get a walk and it's easy to be more mindful about how active you are throughout the day. And unfortunately, right? Like a lot of people, (laughs) they're sitting down a lot, right? So it's like you're, if you're really sedentary, that's really going to affect things. So again, moving your body on a regular basis can be really helpful. And again, you even just walking, right? Even just going for a long walk every single day can make a massive difference. Resistance training is also really, really great. So too, so get more sleep, 
exercise on a regular basis, and then reduce stress, right? We talked about how if we are dealing with chronic stress, that can really affect things over time. And so if you're dealing with stress, which unfortunately, right, I feel like the last few years here right, have been very stressful for very many people and obviously to different degrees for different individuals. But if you feel like you're stressed out, right, if you feel burnt out, if you feel like you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, right? Or even depression and certain stressors and stuff psychologically, really pay attention to that because that can make a massive difference. And again, where it's like one of the things when we're working with clients, like we are a very holistic program, obviously, as a registered holistic nutritionist. And so we do work on the psychological and the mental aspects of our journey. And the thing is, when we actually dive into that, right, it makes everything's so much easier. It helps your regulate your hormones. It helps like have your body more responsive. It helps you be more consistent. It helps you enjoy the process more. So it's like a lot of times, right? We get think, oh, I have a weight loss goal. I need to eat in a calorie deficit, eat in a calorie deficit, eat in a calorie deficit. And it's like, that's all great and dandy. But it's like, if you're stressed the heck out, and your body's stressed the heck out, then it's going to feel like an uphill battle. So really pay attention to your stress levels um, because sometimes, right, we need to work on that first before, right, we push our body um, and try to hit this weight loss goal. Now, another thing too is just really kind of focusing on, right, if you're noticing that you have, even if you have had insulin resistance or maybe, right, like you're pre-diabetic or you're having a really hard time with your regulating your blood sugar, this is where too, right, like actually optimizing your nutrition, eating a higher protein diet, adding more fiber into your diet, reducing your carbohydrates, maybe um, incorporating certain exercises and just really focusing on that fat loss can also really, really help just overall, right? So this is where if we do have higher amounts of body fat, specifically visceral fat, this can really make it a lot more challenging too. And so this is where as well, like improving our body composition goes so much further than just like how we feel in clothes or how we look in the mirror. Like a lot of people need to realize as well, like when we have more lean muscle mass and we don't have excessive body fat, our body tends to function better, right? Our hormones tend to regulate better. Just everything is kind of communicating better. We feel less inflamed. We have like our leptin levels are regulated or ghrelin, like our blood glucose levels, all of those different factors, even estrogens and stuff too, right? Like a lot of people don't realize that a lot of even toxins are being stored in body fat and fat body fat also help like can increase estrogen levels too. So it's like a lot of these different imbalances that can really affect us physically and affect how our body is like functioning can be improved by focusing on building muscle mass and decreasing body fat. Right. So again, I'll say it till the day I die probably, and I'll probably be working out and lifting weights and working on strength exercises for as long as I possibly can, because it is so, so important just for overall health, not just for 
doing a bikini competition or doing photo shoots or even just looking good or feeling good in your clothes. Like it goes so much further beyond that. And again, when people start realizing like these habits are part of a healthier style, a lifestyle, these habits are going to help me thrive long-term. They're going to help with aging. They're going to help with just how my body's functioning, right? Then it makes it so much bigger than just the number on the scale, right? It's like, it helps us really kind of start integrating these things and looking for ways to actually to do them on a regular basis sustainably versus just being like, oh, I need to lose five pounds, right? Really realize like a lot of these different things really support overall health and aging long-term. And that's the ultimate goal, right? Health first is what we always, always preach here. <laughs> so again, decreasing body fat, overall body fat, specifically visceral fat. And then also, right, building some more lean muscle mass can be really helpful. And then again, when I talked about nutrition is like such a key, key part, I'm going to recap it again. Like when we really focus on optimizing our nutrition and balancing out our macronutrients and paying attention to the sources of carbohydrates that we're focusing on, right? So foods that have like lower on the glycemic index, not going to spike blood sugar as rapidly, right? Gives your body a chance to actually like kind of keep things in balance. It doesn't stress it out as much. This is really going to be helpful. So this is where we want to focus on complex carbohydrates. So a lot of different whole grains, even sweet potatoes, even certain like root vegetables and stuff, right? Like beets and everything, just paying attention to kind of those food sources for your carbohydrates versus having carbs added in that are kind of more simple sugars, right? That are going to spike your blood sugar a lot easier. They're going to be lower in fiber. Um, They're maybe not going to also be kind of like have as much like with the meal and stuff, like trying to have like proteins and fats as well with those meals can really kind of help balance things out too. The other thing too, as I mentioned, paying attention to the fiber content. So if you are eating a lot of kind of like easy to digest foods, right, which is great in some cases, maybe you're dealing with gut issues and you're like, oh, I can't like have these foods because they make me bloat and like all of this stuff. So oftentimes, right, people who are struggling with a lot of bloating or digestive issues, this is where they end up cutting a lot of really great high fiber foods because, right, we have to remember that a big part of the breakdown of fibers is comes from the balance of our gut microbiome. So if we have dysbiosis, if we have imbalances of our gut microbiome, and we're not actually like breaking down and processing fiber as efficiently, then this is where you actually want to focus on your gut. So you can now increase the amount of fiber foods that you can have, right? Because it's really going to help with so many different things. Fiber is really great for not just your overall digestion, right? And keeping um, healthy bowel movements, but it's also going to be really supportive of like including more high fiber foods is going to help with your insulin sensitivity. And it's also going to help with detox too. Like certain fiber foods are going to actually help remove toxins out of the body too. So again, if you are like, Hey, I can't eat fiber, work on your gut because we need to increase your fiber intake then (laughs) if you're trying to avoid it for that reason. So again, little recap, right? Like if we are struggling with chronic fatigue, if we're struggling with sugar cravings and carb cravings specifically, right? And we're also finding our body is super resistant to fat loss, right? We really want to ask ourselves, 
is our blood sugar balance, right? How are my daily habits? How is my nutrition? And how am I actually eating carbs? Because, right, we end up having these sugar cravings and then we end up really overdoing it in carbs and we keep ourselves stuck, right? So it's not that you can't have carbohydrates. So this isn't where like cut out all your carbs please don't do keto. (laughs) Um, You don't need to go to the extreme of doing keto, but right. Like just pay attention to things, be mindful of things and realize like there is still a lot that you can do throughout your day, which is how you structure your carbohydrates and the sources and how you pair it with like fats and protein to also just maintain that stable blood sugar and therefore to help reduce cravings, right? Help your body start kind of being able to regulate your blood glucose levels more efficiently. And also improving your body composition. So that is all. If you have any questions, drop them in the comments. If you're watching the replay, hashtag replay. And again, I just wanted to share just some more info regarding insulin specifically, um, because it is a common hormonal imbalance that can really affect our ability to decrease body fat, get to our body composition goals, um, and also just live life at our full potential, right? Because if we are struggling with cravings and we're exhausted all the time, life's not going to be as fun. So hopefully that gives you some things to think about. Again, if you have any questions, drop them in the comments um, or shoot me a DM and I'm more than happy to help. So enjoy the rest of your Thursday and I will talk to you guys again, either tomorrow or next week. Bye guys. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps this podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Quark. Until next time.